And hello, everyone, and welcome to our program, The Truth Will Set You Free, Bible Prophecy TV Radio Edition. I'm Vic Batista, along with Nathan Jones of Lamb Lion Ministry, and we have a great program prepared for you today as we're going to be talking about a loving God. So stay tuned to today's program. Those of you following us on social media, we'd love for you to post your questions and your comments for Nathan Jones or myself. But before we continue, I'm going to ask Nathan if he will open us up with a word of prayer. Lord Jesus, uh, we're about to enter a difficult passage with Romans 1, so we pray, Lord, that you open up our minds and hearts to your word, Lord, that we may understand you and live by faith as the just shall live by faith. We thank you, Jesus, in your precious name. Amen. Amen. Again, you're tuning to Truth Will Set You Free Bible Prophecy TV Radio Edition. Vic Batista, Nathan Jones. As we are again talking about a loving God. But before we continue, I'm going to again welcome my co-host Nathan Jones to the program. Nathan, it's great to have you on. Hey, good to be on, brother. Another week has gone by. The Lord hasn't come back yet, but it's one week closer, right? I I am so agreement with you, Nathan Maranatha. We believe he is at the door. <laughs> <laughs> that he is. Oh my goodness. Uh, world's gone crazy this 2020 so uh yep signs of the end times man we're getting closer to the lord's return uh, absolutely nathan living in exciting times before we were on air we were talking about the weather as a matter of fact and i mean you were asking me is it going to snow in florida because it was like 35 degrees here today yeah. <laughs> well uh, texas isn't much warmer but uh yeah I, having it cold in florida like that is pretty odd but I guess that beats the earthquakes in, in Puerto Rico and the volcanoes going off all around the world. And Man, it has just gotten crazy out there. Well, Nathan, and again, as we always talk about the signs of the times, that's why you and I always urgency in our programs and the teaching of eschatology and Bible prophecy, because again, uh, maybe some people are not recognizing, but uh, these are some significant things that are happening and we need to uh, keep our focus uh, on the reality that the Lord can return uh, at any moment. So I'm in agreement with you, Nathan. And Nathan, I noticed we have a number of people, of course, that they are tuned in uh, through social media. Maybe this might be their first time and they're not familiar with the ministry. Can you talk to them a little bit about the ministry and some of the events maybe that are taking place? Well, certainly. Well, Vic and I are both evangelists with Lamb and Lion Ministries. We're a Bible prophecy teaching ministry whose mission it is to proclaim the soon return of Jesus Christ. And we do that in a number of ways, primarily through our television show, which is called Christ and Prophecy. airs on all the major Christian networks, and you can catch it also on our website at ChristinProphecy.org. We have a wealth of Bible prophecy teaching information on that website, including podcasts of this program, The Truth Will Set You Free, and many other programs like our Inbox and Bible Prophecy Insights videos. We want to help you grow in your relationship with Jesus Christ and Get you excited like we are that the Lord's coming back. So check us out, ChristinProphecy.org. Oh, thank you so much, Nathan Jones. Again, for those of you that are part of the program, take advantage of these wonderful resources as well as our uh, online university. You can check it out at cca.university. For those of you that are interested and those of you that speak Spanish, reach out to us. We'd love to let you know how you can get also started taking some Spanish Bible prophecy courses or just Bible courses so that you can, uh, again, uh, deepen your understanding of the Word of God. You can also contact us at 305-992-95374 for uh, more information regarding that. So we're very excited. So Nathan, just a, a lot of wonderful things, uh, opportunities for people to grow in the knowledge of the Lord and uh, also opportunities uh, for people to uh, reach out to the ministry here and uh, allow us to be able to bless them. Nathan, also, you, you happen to have some time in your schedule at times, right, to travel and maybe share in different churches? 
Oh, yeah. Uh, well, like Vic, uh, we're both evangelists, Landline Ministries. I'm the Internet Evangelist, so my pulpit's primary online. But obviously, I'm co-host of the television program, and I speak all over the country, just like Vic does. And so, uh, yeah, if your church is looking to host a Bible prophecy conference or a Sunday service, uh, just contact us at ChristinProphecy.org, and we can arrange to have one of our evangelists uh, help your congregation learn and grow uh, in the God's prophetic word. Mm, awesome. Yeah, Nathan. And of course, again, reach out to us. Uh, we would love to uh, see how we can bless your ministry. So, Nathan, again, talking about blessing uh, ministries and people's lives, the Bible has a way of doing that. God's <laughs> word is powerful and sharper than a two-edged sword. And that's why you and I are always excited to be able to share God's word. That's an understatement. Yeah. <laughs> the Bible, absolutely. It's it's the book of life, man. It, it teaches us why God created us and what he sacrificed to redeem us and what our wonderful future is ahead of us. So, yeah, the, without the Bible, I, I don't know how anyone lives in this hopeless world without the hope that the Bible brings you. Exactly. And Nathan, you and I have a love for the Word of God, but sad to say there's so many out there that they're ignorant of the Word of God, especially with Bible prophecy. They don't give it much attention. And then they wonder when disaster comes, they are confused. And they always ask that question. Well, if God is a loving God, why will he allow evil? Nathan, what would you say to that before we open the program? That is probably one of the most difficult questions. That is the, the question that theologians will point out, that if anyone loses their faith over, it's that, that they are they give their life to the Lord, they're saved, they believe in Jesus Christ, but then some tragedy happens in their life, or they look at the world and see all the evil, and they begin to wonder. They're like, well, how could a benevolent, all-powerful God allow that to happen. And so there's actually two schools of theology on the subject. One is the, the theological problem of evil in that uh, we can go through different evidences that point to, or different arguments, I should say, that, that point to the reasons for why God allows evil for a time, and I stress for a time. But then there's also the religious problem of evil, and that's when it hits home. When brother, your wife comes down with cancer, or you get in a car wreck, or you lose a leg or your child is a prostitute or horrible, horrible things that happen in our life. And we're like, well, Lord, if you love me, then wouldn't you step in and do something about this? And so uh, that's a, a lot more difficult to deal with because that's more of our emotions. You can give a logical answer. Like for one, the Lord uh, gives us these trials in our lives in order to help us become better Christians and put our faith in him. Uh, another reason is that, well, we live in a fallen world. And because we live in a fallen and cursed world, due to our own sin, that where there's going to be the effects of sin. The Lord said to Adam and Eve that you would die because of your sin. Well, we're all in the process of dying. We're just at different stages of getting closer to death. And so that's part of it. Uh, the fallen world will live danger and disaster, and, and that's what just happens. So you can have those arguments, but really the, there's a, something in, in Romans 1, and it's a quote actually from uh, Habakkuk 2.4, that the just shall live by faith. Mm -hmm. And so in the end, when you have a problem of, of evil, uh, what the Lord is asking you to do is, trust me, just mm. live by faith. I've got it all under control. The world's bad now, but it's not going to stay that way. He's going to return. He's going to uh, defeat evil. He's going to set up his kingdom and then into the eternal state. Everything will be put back right. Be good as Jesus first established it. We just have to endure these trials for a short time and live by faith. 
Excellent point. And Nathan, you made a wonderful segue because you touched on the book of Romans. And uh, as a matter of fact, if you were, if you're able to take us there to Romans chapter one, as we look at verses 18 through 22, reason why, Nathan, is because, again, when we talk about we talk about the love of God, but sometimes we also need to talk about the wrath uh, of God. And, and, and it's that two edged sword. So, you know, some people want just the love of God, but they also don't understand the righteousness uh, of God. And that entails dealing with sin. And as we look at the book of Romans, it's a wonderful book about grace. But it also talks about the reality of how God is going to deal with the wickedness that is happening around the world. So, Nathan, yeah, if you can take us there and read for us those verses, that will be fantastic. Well, certainly. Phil Cook uh, wrote a wonderful book called The Way Back. and It's about how churches that are bleeding people can keep the new generation and grow. And the reason that he pointed out was what he calls the other God, the God of our own imaginations, the God we want God to be and not the God of the Bible. And often that it goes in two different extremes. You've got the God of love only who would never harm a fly. He's, he's just, he just can't look down at sin. He just excuses it all the time. He'd never hurt anything. That's not the biblical God, nor is the, the God of wrath, who, who's angry all the time and destroys everything. And all. Well, that's not the God of the Bible, evil. And so you're right, that, that those that's the other God, as Phil Cook said. Uh, so we need to read the biblical God, and we get a good view of the biblical God here in Romans 1. As I quoted, uh, the just shall live by faith, that's actually Romans 1, 17. So if we're going to pick up in 1, 18, and you want to read to 22? That's fantastic. Yeah, Nathan, yes. All right, so we, we've got the love of God, but now we have to do, God's going to deal with this evil. He's going to deal with the problem of evil, and this is how he's going to do it, verse 18. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth and unrighteousness, because what may be known of God is manifest in them. For God has shown it to them. For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead so that they are without excuse. Because although they knew God, they did not glorify him as God, nor were thankful, but became futile in their thoughts, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Professing to be wise, they became fools. Mm. Well, Nathan, that right there is a powerful passage because we recognize here biblically uh, what the Bible is saying, how people's hearts became darkened. Uh, Nathan, you know, people forget that back in the garden, uh, Adam and Eve had a choice, and we know that because they made the wrong choice, sin entered into the world, and then the curse came into the world. And, uh, and oftentimes, that's what's happening around the world. People always seem to blame God for everything, but they forget, Nathan, that we also have an adversary and an enemy, the devil. And, and the Bible talks about that in the book of Genesis, uh, there, chapter 3. Uh, if you can also, maybe, can you take us there, Nathan, to Genesis uh, chapter 3, uh, just to remind individuals of what really occurred. And this is why we have uh, sin uh, in the world and the curse uh, that was placed upon it because of man's rebellion. And in uh, Genesis 3, Nathan, if you'll be able to read for us verses 14 through 19, that will be fantastic. Uh, so the Lord God said to the serpent, because you have done this, you are cursed more than all cattle and more than every beast of the field. And on your belly you shall go and you shall eat dust all the days of your life. And I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your seed and her seed. He shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel. 
To the woman, he said, I will greatly multiply your sorrow and your conception. In pain, you shall bring forth children. Your desire shall be for your husband, and he shall rule over you. Then to Adam, he said, because you have heeded the voice of your wife and have eaten from the tree of which I commanded, you saying, you shall not eat of it. Cursed is the ground for your sake. In toil, you shall eat of it all the days of your life. Both thorns and thistles it shall bring forth for you, and you shall eat the herb of the field. In the sweat of your face you shall eat bread, till you return to the ground. For out of it you were taken, and dust you are, and to dust you shall return. And Nathan, there we have it. I, I mean, the reality is God made a perfect world, and he wanted us to obey him and just simply do what he called us to do. But sin entered the world, and just, would you agree, everything got turned upside down from there on, chaos. Uh, I took my family weekend before last to the Institute of Creation Sciences Discovery Museum. It's a creation science museum here in the Dallas area. And it walks you through the history of Genesis with these wonderful displays, beautifully done animatronics. And you can actually walk through the Garden of Eden and see uh, Satan as they, it, which is interesting take a Satan. I always picture him as a snake or a serpent here. They they kind of make him more look like a dinosaur man. It's <laughs> kind of funny. Oh, wow. And the tree of life has got golden apples on it. No, it, it's trying to figure out what that might look like. But God created everything good. There was no problem of evil before the fall. Mankind obeyed God, and God loved us unconditionally, as he still does. Uh, but and you use the term uh, wrong choice. Uh, I like to think of it more as outright rebellion. When God says mm. the only, he gave mankind one rule and one rule only, just don't eat of this tree. Just don't eat. They got all this fruit and all this wonderful thing. Don't eat it. But Satan, who had already rebelled against God, he had pride in his heart, and he tried to overthrow God, and God cast him and the angels that followed him, the demons, down to the earth to tempt Adam and Eve. And they did. Uh, he was able to tempt Eve with the promise of becoming like God, of, be, of not needing God anymore. And that's rebellion, and that's what we still have in the world today. On top of that, because we rebelled against God and learned the difference between good and evil. Now we have that knowledge within us. It's killing us. We are dying where we are meant to live forever. Now our bodies decay and die within you know, 60, 70, 100 years. And so God also added curses as punishment. And that's for women. They will be subservient to men. They will also have pain in childbirth. The land, the animals would try to kill each other and eat each other. And for man, everything that we do in trying to work the land will be nothing but grief and toil and hardship. And brother, we live under that today. That is the problem of evil. We created it. And that's the irony of it. Because you said earlier that mankind blames God for everything. And we do. Oh my goodness. I just, one of my co-workers from a church I served at for many years, I found out this week had given up on God. He now claims to be an atheist. And as usual, any Christian who gives up their faith becomes quite a bitter atheist. And it was because there was a a problem in his life that he couldn't couldn't reconcile. Well, God loves me, right? So why doesn't he fix this problem? Why is he letting this problem occur? And so he gave up on God. And he, I guess in this thinking, he's punishing God by going around telling everybody he doesn't exist anymore and he's not following him anymore. But God still loves us. I mean, after all, he sent his son to die on the cross for our sins. He's promised he's going to restore us and remove the curse and remove sin from this world. We just have to be patient and wait. We have to go back to Romans 1.17, which says, The just shall live by faith. 
Amazing. Thank you so much, Nathan Jones, for that wonderful uh, commentary there. For those of you that just tuned in, again, you're tuned into the Truth Will Set You Free, Bible Prophecy TV, Radio Edition, Big Batista, Nathan Jones with Lamb Lion Ministry. And of course, we're talking about here a loving God. Oftentimes people ask that question, if God is a loving God, why does he allow evil? Well, again, we see here from scripture, sin enter the world and God, because he is a loving God, he has to punish sin as we see a rebellious world in, in Romans chapter one. Amazing, Nathan. And Nathan, you know, you, you we talked about creation. You made a very good point uh, in terms of how things were and how they ended up. And that's exactly what happens. Back in Romans chapter 1, would you be able to read for us verses 23 through 28, Nathan, just to keep us going on that wonderful thought? Oh, uh, good. I'm glad we're going back because we kind of stopped mid-thought there with 22, didn't we? Uh, <laughs> 22, it says, professing the wise, they became fools. In other words, uh, well... You want to go back and actually cut. Let's go back a little bit, if you don't mind, because I want to I yeah, back explain what what these people are doing. It says it says God has manifest himself to the world. A lot of times you'll hear, well, there's not enough evidence. There's a God to prove there's a God. Uh, and uh, you'll hear that all the time from atheists. That's usually tied to the problem of evil. And God says here, oh, no, no, no. There are two ways that you know that I exist. What we call general revelation. One is the complexity of creation. Everything that exists is complexly, finely tuned machines. Everything is, is connected and, and is, is deeply, deeply intricate. And so we know there's a designer. And two, God has put on our hearts, built inside every human being, the knowledge that there's something greater, that there's something beyond us, and that there is a supreme being over us. But what do these people do? They deny both of it. And brother, we see that today in modern atheism and modern evolution. Both deny what God has put that knowledge inside us that there is a God. And also they deny what's right in front of their eyes, the fact that there is a designer because everything is complexly made. And therefore, this is where we get where the, the verse 22 says, professing to be wise. In other words, very smart people, but instead they became fools. Mm. Nathan, and, and that's exactly uh, verse 23 uh, through 28 also gives us an amazing description and, and puts us right in the middle of situations that uh, uh, that we're seeing happening right now with certain agendas that are in the world. Would you be able to read those verses for us, Nathan, verses 23 through 28? Right. Yeah. Thanks, Vic, for letting me set that up, because this is what happens when you pretend there's no God. Because, you know, again, the Bible says man are without excuse. And the Bible says that there's nobody who, who can't say, oh, I didn't know there's a God. So when you set yourself against God, where you pretend either he doesn't exist or he might exist, but he's just unimportant. This is what happens when you don't have God in your life. Verse 23. And they changed the glory of the incorruptible God into an image made like corruptible man and birds and four-footed animals and creeping things. In other words, they replace God with idols. This is idolatry. And this is next what happens. Therefore, God also gave them up to uncleanliness in the lusts of their hearts to dishonor their bodies among themselves, who exchanged the truth of God for the lie and worshiped and served the creature rather than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. All right. So the people said, well, we don't want to worship you, God. We're going to worship the gods that we're going to create. We're going to worship ourselves through humanism or we're going to pick up idolatry and false gods. So this is then what God does in response to that. Verse 26. 
For this reason, God gave them up to vile passions, for even their women exchanged the natural use for what is against nature. Likewise, also the men, leaving the natural use of the women, burned in their lust for one another. Men with committing men what is shameful and receiving in themselves the penalty of their error which was due. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to debased mind to do those things which are not fitting. I mean, Nathan, here in Scripture, we see the problem today. People have an issue uh, about, uh, uh, well, they get upset at Christians when we mention the, the sin of homosexuality. And some people try to say, well, people are born like that. But according to Scripture here, Nathan, I see a different picture here. It appears to me that this is a choice. It is. Uh, again, what they're saying is God has made himself, and he might not show up in your door and sit with you, although he certainly he could, and you just wouldn't know it. But no, he's given us general revelation. Once we respond positively to it, then God reveals himself. Uh, people say, well, what about the person who's never heard the gospel? Well, if that person responded to God through general revelation, he will then give them specific revelation. In other words, a missionary will show up in your village, or a, you'll hear a sermon, or you'll hear a preacher. Or like we're hearing all over Iran right now is that people are having dreams of Jesus Christ yes. to them, and they're coming to the Lord. God will make himself known. If you want to find God, Jesus says, knock at the door and I'll be there. You know, I, that's a paraphrase from Revelation, but he's going to be there. He wants to give you. But for those who, who, who did what Adam and Eve did, who set their hearts against God in rebellion, then God steps back and he lowers his hedge of protection and he lets them fall into idolatry, into slavery for rules and regulations that mankind is made up for the worship of fake things like statues and idols and themselves and movies and, and Marvel superheroes and whatever obsesses you, you with your time. That's what, that's, that's what happens. Well, then that has an effect on you spiritually. You get down to verse 26. It says, well, then you start lusting. You start living for your lust. You start lusting for the opposite sex or even worse, if that doesn't satiate your needs, which you can't satiate lust, then you'll turn to unnatural things. You'll turn to same sex or you'll turn to bestiality or pedophilia or transgenderism or all these things that are totally against how God made sex, which is between one man and one woman for life. And you will become so depraved and so shamed that your mind will be so clouded that you'll never find God again unless there's a direct intervention of the Holy Spirit in your life. And brother, we live in a time period as the Bible, Jesus prophesied in Matthew 24 that as we got closer to his return, the world would return to the same moral condition we saw in, in Noah's time as well as Lot's time. And what, what were those two times marked with? Rampant homosexuality. So you'll hear Christians say, oh, well, you're just focusing on homosexuality. What about all those other sins? Yes, what about all those other sins? Definitely. But, but again, Paul here in Rome, if Paul is the author of Romans, we're not quite sure. He points out that, that we know you've reached the bottom of your rebellion, as bad as you can get, when you live for your lust. Wow, Nathan, you put it right. Uh, that what, an, what a great um, example there from Scripture and also from you sharing, because all this ties. I mean, here we had back in Genesis chapter 19, verses 4 through 7, we saw the same issue, uh, Sodom and Gomorrah, uh, and just the same sins and lifestyle. Here we are repeating the same things over again. And then we wonder, 
why God's judgment will come upon this world, in the, especially in the time of the tribulation. But the reality is we, we really haven't changed much. The heart of man needs to be changed and transformed by the gospel of Jesus Christ. And that is what sets individuals free. Absolutely. You know, it's wonderful when you read in uh, Corinthians. Now, the uh, church in Corinth was living in a city uh, called Corinth <laughs> in ancient Greece or the Roman Empire. And it was a very evil city. It was a port town. Uh, picture the sailors showing up with prostitution to Corinthianize your daughter was a term that meant prostitution. Very wicked, very evil city. But Paul led people out of those lifestyles into salvation and the Lord saved them and changed their lives. And I love that verse where he refers to the fact that some of you were like what we read, just read in the list. Some of you were adulterers. Some of you were, were fornicators. Some of you were homosexuals. Some of you lived these evil lives. But the Holy Spirit moved your heart. You responded in faith and accepted Jesus Christ, your Savior. You were cleansed of your sin and restored back into that right relationship with Jesus Christ. And so, brother... You can get to the bottom of the barrel like we're reading here. But if the Holy Spirit's knocking on your door and you respond positively, he will save you from your sins and your slavery to death. Oh, I love that. So, Nathan, that's what I love about the gospel. There is hope for everyone. Those of you that are maybe tuned into a program now or at a later time, or maybe you're going to listen to this through a podcast. God loves you. God has a special plan for you. You are not too far from God's reach. Some of us think, oh, I've just done so bad. I'm too far. God could never forgive me. No, that's absolutely not true. Uh, God loves you and he has a wonderful plan for you. And if you find yourself bound or struggling with any vices or these types of sin, just know that Jesus Christ can set you free. And in a moment, we're going to share with you how you can be free if you trust in Jesus Christ. Nathan, I know we running. We don't have too much time, of course, to our program, but might you be able to uh, close there the chapter for us in Romans chapter 1 by just uh, reading for us those final verses, uh, 29 through 32? All right. Well, God goes into more detail here explaining what people who live for their lusts are like, and it's a dark picture, man. Verse 29 says, being filled with all unrighteousness, sexual immorality, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, evil-mindedness. They are whisperers, in other words, gossips, backbiters, haters of God, violent, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, undiscerning, untrustworthy, unloving, unforgiving, and unmerciful, who... Knowing the, knowing the righteous judgment of God, that those who practice such things are deserving of death. Not only do the same, but they also approve of those who practice them. So here again, mm -hmm. saying, hey, they know that what they're doing is evil. They're turning against God and saying, God, I'm going to live the way I want, any way I want. And God's saying, the way you're living is killing you and destroying your relationships and everyone around you. And you're still under my wrath and you're still condemned to death and hell. Uh, do you really want to live like that? And these people shake their fists at God and says, yes, we do. And brother, that is a sorry, sorry state for humanity. Mm. And you know, Nathan, and that is such a good point. And it, it just reminds me so much of 2 Timothy chapter 3 again, because it says 2 Timothy 3, 1, but know this, that in the last days, perilous times will come. For men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, uh, boasts of proud, uh, blasphemous, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unloving. And it just has a list 
of things that you and I are seeing, we are all seeing in, in, in the times in which we're living, which we are living in. And this is, again, why you and I are doing this program. The God, yes, God is a loving God, but God also has to punish sin. But you need to recognize that God loves you. And if you turn your life to Jesus, you don't have to worry about this judgment that is coming or the wrath of God, because you're going to find yourself in the arms of a loving God who loves you and cares for you. And uh, Nathan, would you be able to share with that person very quickly, maybe how they can turn to Christ, even right now, how they can start the relationship with the Lord and uh, again, find themselves uh, uh, not, not finding themselves under the judgment of the wrath of God. Well, you just made it 30 minutes to listen to Vic and I tell you uh, you're a dirty sinner in God's eyes. We all are born in sin. We're all sinners. But that means that the Holy Spirit's tugging on your heart because you know that you can't keep living this way. You, you can't keep living for your own lust. It'll kill you. It's destroying you now, and it'll destroy you forever in hell. But the Holy Spirit, God's Spirit, if he's tugging on your heart and saying, hey, God, Jesus loves you. He died for you. He, he wants to take your punishment of eternal death and hell upon himself. And he did that by dying on the cross. So respond to that, that pull of the Holy Spirit in faith and repentance. And pray for him for your heart. Something like, dear Jesus, please forgive me of my sins and be my Lord and Savior. And Jesus will forgive you of your sins. Your guilt will be erased and you'll have a new life in him on this earth and eternal life with him in the life to come. Hallelujah. Hey, listen, if you pray that prayer wherever you are for the first time, we would love to hear from you. Reach out to us. Give us a call. 305-992-9537. Nathan Jones and I would love to celebrate with you and we'll send you a wonderful gift, the Bible, so that you can grow in the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. And again, the Bible says there's a celebration in heaven for every individual that repents and turns to the Lord. And we just want to celebrate with you. So we want to congratulate you. If you turn to Christ even right now, Nathan, we're living in exciting times. Thank you so much, Nathan. I know this was a hard passage that we tackled today, but I want to thank you so much for sharing those wonderful insights. Thank you for tying it all together to the end times. It's really important we understand the times we're living in, and these are definitely the times we're living in. Mm, absolutely. Thank you so much, Nathan. Of course, we ran out of time for this segment of the program. Vic Batista, Nathan Jones with Lamb Lion Ministry. Saying to you guys, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. Remember, you can always reach out to us if you're in need of prayer. And know that the Lord is coming back very, very soon. So stay close to him. Well, have a great week. And look up. The Lord is coming really, really soon.